This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you have a favorite drivable weekend summer getaway? Holly needs uh, suggestions. 651-641-1071. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. You might want to get out of town, maybe uh, head into a cabin. When you pop in the car and head off for the weekend, where are you going? 651-641-1071. Holly, why do you need suggestions? Because this weekend is going to be brutally hot. hot. And maybe you need to leave the house. Maybe you need to drive and get away from it all. 651-641-1071. Tis the season to get out of town. Because, Bradley, I'm looking at our 5 Eyewitness News weather forecast for meteorologist Ren Claire. Woof. There's a heat advisory in effect right now for the Twin Cities because it's going to be hot. It's going to get to 96 today. Right now it's 94. Wow. Tomorrow, 97. By the way, the record of 92 on this on that day in history for tomorrow was set in 1925. 1925. Wow. Okay. So it's going to be a hot one when you uh, pop in the car and. Yeah, it's going to be a little roasty. Drive off for the weekend with full air conditioning. Where are you headed? 651-641-1071. I I mean, I would say anywhere near water and preferably in a northerly direction, right? Because. One imagines it'll be a little cooler up north. Exactly. I don't. Uh, I don't have the habit. Mostly, I imagine because I didn't grow up in the state of Minnesota. I don't have a place that we go. I don't have like a family cabin here. Yeah. Um. I certainly have friends who have cabins and have been up north and things like that. Um, yeah. There are some beautiful places up north. It's really just kind of you know what area draws you the most. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing a little crowdsourcing here because, like you, Bradley, I didn't. Well, I grew up in a family. That's not from Minnesota. Yeah. So if that makes sense, where yeah. it's like there's not the ritual of going to the cabin, there's not the ritual of getting out of town like my necessarily. Family, we own a home up in uh, somewhere, some small town that we, I can't remember right we now. Have a, we, have a, we have a cabin in Niswa. 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 Yeah. yeah. We just had a Mickey Mouse kiddie pool in the backyard. No, I mean, where, hey, the, look, where the grass wasn't totally planted, so it wasn't store. dirt. I do have a, a pool for Wheezy. So I have a doggy pool that'll probably come out this weekend. Lovely. <laughs> Are you going to sit in it? Uh, usually I don't because she's too busy going berserk <laughs> in the doggy pool. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. We have a doggy yeah. pool too. They're the best. Those little oh, my gosh. pools. Yeah. It's so worth every penny. They uh, yeah. love it. My dogs yeah. are big, as you guys know, so they get hot real fast. But oh, man, sure. he, they just play in there, lay in there all day long. It's yeah. the best. They just go crazy. You just keep refilling that thing. And then yeah. they... Oh, okay. Uh, 651-641-1071. Barb is on the line. Hey, Barb, where are we going this weekend? Yeah. Hey, Barb. Hello. Where Where are we going? We're going to Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. Oh, 
Okay, Barb, you know, I was looking on Airbnb earlier this week, and Balsam Lake was one of the suggestions. Sell it to us. Um, it's 10 degrees cooler because you're in the woods. There are bars on every other street corner. <laughs> that and helps. Air yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then the place that we have is on the north end of the Apple River, so you can float Ooh. in the river. Oh, that sounds right. perfect. Bar and it's a, there's a bunch of lakes around that area, so there's plenty of places to um, escape to. That sounds great. Thank you, Barb. Thanks, Barb. Thank you. So Barb's going to Balsam Lake. I've heard of this Balsam Lake area. I feel like I might have been there, but um, I don't know for sure because it all just kind of runs together in my brain. Yeah. Uh, 651-641-1071. Grant, do you, I feel like you're from here. You have a family place somewhere. We, ours was uh, up in Black Duck, Minnesota. Black Duck. Is yeah. ours Black Duck. Two it, words or one word? That's uh, one word, I believe. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've been up there. It's about four and a half hours north of here. Um, just about 20 minutes east of Bemidji. So I used to go up there all the time when I was a kid. Was we had, we had a deer cabin, and my dad would take me up hunting, even though I really am not a hunter. I didn't hunt there at all. But uh, were you on Stoner Lake? No, okay, no. There's a, there's a little Stoner Lake called there. Stoner Lake, and it is one word: Black we're, Duck. We're we're on Gilstead Lake. It's right a little bit, uh, I think, south of Black Duck, southwest of Black Duck, there in town. So little lake, very quiet, fun little town. Got a golf course. It's got some good fishing up there, but. You know, it's not your typical Niswar or Brainerd where everybody like basically moves from Lake Minnetonka 2.0 up there, you know, oh, the whole Brainerd sure. Lakes area. So it's more quiet, more, you know, you don't have to deal with traffic and, you know, it's an actual cabin. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's you not know. so crowded. Oh, yeah. so you have an outhouse in it? Yes, we do yep. have, we have an outdoor shower. We have an outhouse. We have, yeah, it's not your typical like, hey, Brainerd, you know, like I said, like your million you know, dollar mansion on Brainerd. The one thing I don't need much, but I do need to flush. <laughs> I don't I I don't mind showering outside. I don't mind showering in a lake. Yeah. You know, like just washing lake off bath? in the lake. Oh, right? good lake bath. Oh natural. Oh natural. Um I'm totally fine with that, but I just have this issue <laughs> with sitting on an empty hole. And you don't know what's inside the Thank hole. Thank you. Thank well, you. Don't be doing well, that. Also, it's too scary to do that in I one of the holes. <laughs> what's down there? Because you just think that there's something down there. It's probably like a raccoon or something. Or just, or just the noise of like <laughs> hearing the echo of things happening. Yeah, being in one of those cabins the first time, <laughs> staying in one of those, too scary to go outside and use it at night. Oh, yeah. So that's I was not at happening. my sister's cabin in Idaho and they put a Folgers can. With a little bit of toilet paper in the kitchen. Okay, that's a little. I can't. I'm not no, comfortable. That's with what that. I'm saying. It's now not the good thing is, like ninety percent of the time for us gentlemen, it's pretty easy. Yeah. You just walk outside. We have added plumbing in a toilet since those days, Ooh, so you can still you you have helps. both options yeah. if you want to be feel rugged and, then and I rough. Don't, I don't need heat because you know you're up north. It's gonna be you know you're just gonna you're not doing much. You mm-hmm. don't care. You don't need air conditioning. Yeah, and and like you know I've got lady parts. And there's just... I'd be like, figuring out how to do that without having to sit down. Well, it's saying. all about velocity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or you have to have a sheepie, but who really carries one of those I'd around? I'd be carrying a sheepie. <laughs> <laughs> I might just do that anyway. Put a sheepie in your yeah. fanny pack. You're set for summer. <laughs> We've got Renee on the line. Before we offend everyone who's listening, we're talking about your favorite getaways with plumbing. Uh, Renee, where are you headed this weekend, if you could? We're going to Spooner, Wisconsin. Well, it's between Spooner and Siren. 
Oh, yes. yes. Another great area that uh, is, I think Spooner's pretty common, right, for for cabins and getaways? Yeah, there's a lot of people from Minnesota up there. And then you're not you're only about 25 minutes away from Hayward, and they have all the beautiful little shops in Hayward. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful yeah, part of the country. Fun. Oh, well, that sounds lovely. All right. Well, thanks for the recommendation, Renee. Renee yeah. says Spooner, and they have a Railroad Memories Museum in Spooner. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Saddle up. Well, I think kind of the phenomenon that must be happening is that people don't want to give away well, where yeah, their weekend getaways are. all these are. people, people like, I'm not telling you about true my favorite place because I don't want you crazy yeah, people up there. I and don't I, want you there. You stay in your Mickey Mouse kiddie pool, you, you city folk. Yeah. <laughs> Another one people can look at if you're ever looking to go somewhere. Crane Lake is a good place. It's up by, it's up at like the northern, one of the most northern points of Minnesota by the Canadian border. Crane Lake, there's Voyager Lodge up there. Oh. You can rent a little place. You can fish, it, you know, so you can go camping if you want and get the real like fishing camping experience. But then if you want to come back into like this little town area, they've got a lodge and a bar and a restaurant. And it's just, it's God's country up there. Crane oh. Lake. Crane Lake. It's a great right. place. All right. I, the one place that I have spent a fair amount of time uh, when many years ago was up in the National Forest near, do you know Finland? Like way up north, like way up north. I don't know where it's like what else you would recognize, but the Superior National Forest. Oh, yes. Um, it's so beautiful up there. Oh. It's like you're on another planet. Getaways. Yeah. Love it. All right, so you got some ideas, Holly. Yep, we got some ideas. All right, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show from our favorite Northwoods getaways to what's going on on television and movies. So maybe you're not going to head up north this weekend. Maybe you're just going to sit on your couch and watch some streaming or head to the theater to cool off. Our good friend Paul McGuire-Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies will join us and tell us what we should be watching when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. We are flying into the weekend as quickly as humanly possible so that you can get your weekend started. But we've got plenty of my talk for you the rest of the day and, then, of course, all weekend long. And you can watch us on YouTube and you can download all your favorite podcasts of old episodes and your favorite my talk podcasts on our app. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Colleen and Bradley show here on my talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. Uh, Colleen will be back on Monday. Holly is here and so is Grant now. I'm very happy because we've also got our very special guest, Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies, to tell us what we should be watching this weekend. Hey, Paul. Hello. It's great to be here, as always. It's all- hey, Paul. It's always good to have hey. you. Now, in the last segment, Paul, we were talking about places to get away for the weekend. But, you know, sometimes um, the best place to be on a hot weekend is inside, in the air conditioning, on a couch, watching television. Uh. Or a movie theater, uh, for that matter. What are we doing this weekend? Okay, you are getting on your sweatpants. You're hunkering down on your couch. You're turning on your Apple TV Plus if you subscribe for a new series called Lisey's Story. It's based on a book by Stephen King, and he actually wrote all eight episodes of this series. And the story, uh, it stars Julianne Moore as the widow of a renowned author played by Clive Owen. He passed away unexpectedly, and now she's forced to deal with one of his crazed fans who is after his manuscripts. And on top of that, she now has to turn to her husband's repressed memories, the pain that he had in order to help her, her sister who's suffering from the same illness, the same kind of catatonia that he had faced. Oh. Julianne Moore, Clive Owen, Joan Allen, 
who plays the sister, Jennifer Jason Lee is in it. Dane DeHaan is this stalker character. And then Ron Cephas Jones is in it as well. So this is a star-studded cast, and this is a, an adaptation of a Stephen King novel that's, I don't think, ever been done before, right? It is not. So he's talked about how this is his favorite novel that he's ever written because it comes from a very personal place of his. He, at one point in his life, thought he had died and saw his wife start to pack up his belongings. And that is kind of what stemmed into this, what this story is. So before some other screenwriter ruined it, you know, there's been some poor adaptations of his work. He wanted to take a crack at it. So he wrote all eight episodes. And then um, Julianne Moore came on as a producer. And they have Pablo Lorraine, who did the movie Jackie, if you guys ever saw Jackie, mm-hmm. he directed all eight episodes. And this very much is a Stephen King type of story where you're dealing with a writer character. There's paranormal um, elements, fantasy elements to it, but it's all really deep. It's dark. It's sinister. It's scary at times. But then it's rooted in this humanity. It's rooted in this marriage and what happens in a married couple and the dark places there, the joy, the love, the terror. And how do you work through all of that? So we've got a great cast, a talented director. We've got a Stephen King novel that this is based on. Does it all come together in a series that we're going to want to watch? Well, I haven't. I will say I have not finished it yet. I've watched the first four episodes. That's what they gave us. Uh, I got to interview this cast, so uh, you can see those interviews on my YouTube channel, Paul Strip of Movies, Julianne Moore, Bow Down. Um, and I'm enjoying it so far. I'm a huge Stephen King fan, so I go into it with kind of an open eye, if you will, where I can take some of the fantasy elements. It's it's yes, it's weird. The timelines are trippy, so that doesn't bother me. But I think if you are a non-King fan, it might be a little bit a harder of an ask to go in with a really open mind to go on this journey of that's kind of abstract, kind of obscure. But I, I think the acting is what nails it, actually. Yeah, I, just when you were describing who's in uh, the cast, I mean, that plus Stephen King seems like it's going to be fascinating, regardless of whether or not, you know, you end up appreciating the story or not. Were you terrified yeah. on some level or have you been? Because I feel like you got to be scared at some point. <laughs> When you're watching Stephen there King. were some terrifying moments. I mean, Dane DeHaan is a young, is a great young actor, and he is he plays that that psycho, that crazed fan, and his he's got this stillness on the outside, and then inside is a real violent type of character. And there's moments that are just shocking. And then Julianne Moore can do emotionally rich, layered characters, where there's times where she has to be unhinged. There's times where she has to be in control. And she's just, and she's so, she was so lovely to talk to. You can see me geeking out with her. She, um, I asked her about her time at the Guthrie, and she had very lovely things to say about Minnesota, spending time at, working at the Guthrie. Lovely interview. Oh, fun. All right, and you can find that on Paul's uh, YouTube page. How many ticket stubs yeah. did you give so- Lisey's story? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Story. Four out of five ticket stops for Lisey's story. The first two episodes are now on Apple TV+. They will air every Friday after this. All right, what else do we have? I think we've got, uh, we can either sit on the couch for this next one or actually head into a theater. Yes, I love seeing scary movies in the theater. So this is The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. It's in theaters. It's also on HBO Max. This is part of Warner Brothers' partnership where they will put it in theaters and on their streaming service same day. And this is the third Conjuring movie, but one of many in this kind of Conjuring cinematic universe, if you will. And it's based on the true story where Adam Lorraine Warren were called into this investigation when Arnie Johnson used demonic possession as his defense when he's put on trial for murder. Oh, boy. So I don't know if you've seen the first two movies. No. Yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, no, I haven't seen the first two Conjuring movies, but does this have a similar tone to those? A little bit. I mean, the first one was very much about a haunted house and the possession of a young girl, the possession of this house. This also... Um, like led into the Annabelle movies about this haunted doll. Oh, yeah. And this one was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that what's great about this one, too, is it's, it's a new direction. It's not about another haunted house or another doll, but really how this married couple, and Rain Warren, who were these paranormal investigators, are working alongside the cops to try to solve a series of crimes to figure out how they're all connected and, like, what happens, like, when someone tries to use demonic possession on the witness stand or, you know, like, mm. as his defense in court. So you've got a. Th- so I think that there's what, what was that? You got a little bit of a thriller and horror happening in this movie. Yes, yeah, and I think that you do have to kind of go in not being a skeptic. I mean, I think you have to kind of be open to the idea of like, is devil possession a real thing? Is paranormal a real thing? And if you're willing to kind of go along with that, you can enjoy these movies. But if you're at all skeptic, if you all think it's all hogwash or people like that are phony, then you're not going to care for it. But I dig it. I mean, I'm, I'm totally into it. I think that there's really good storytelling for like the first two thirds of the movie. You know, it's Ed and Lorraine Warren were this couple in real life. And it's a lot about their love story. And then this younger couple in the movie and how Debbie Gladstone stayed by Arnie Johnson's side through all of his trial, all of his possession. And so you've got this kind of dual love story within a scary horror movie about demonic possession. But I heard you say, Paul, that two thirds of the movie. Yes. Works. Good ear, Holly. I think for me in the end, the, the final act, you know, where it's supposed to all get crazy, that's where we see them kind of visualizing demons, and it gets a little too CGI heavy, in my opinion, where I would rather have the filmmakers leave it up to the audience's mm-hmm. imagination. Always Let best. us figure out what's scary. That's scarier to me than you showing me a CGI demon. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes not seeing the, the uh, alien or the demon is, right. is scarier than actually seeing it. All right, how many ticket stubs did you get? It? Did you, by the way, did you see it in the theater? I saw it at home. I got a link to watch it at home. Okay. But it is in theaters. I saw Quiet Place Part 2 in theaters. And ooh, if you want to go to the theater this weekend, Quiet Place Part 2 is going to be well worth your time. All right, great. It's nice to actually have the option to be back in the theater. And, Paul, thank you so much for the recommendations Thanks this weekend. Thanks for having me. You can Thanks, catch, Paul. Thank you. I appreciate it. You can catch all of Paul's recommendations, his interviews with celebrities, 
on his YouTube channel, Paul's Trip to the Movies. When we come back, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. And we'll be right back. Bye. No better way to start a weekend than uh, find out who's crazier, stupider, or idiotic-er than we are. And that's about uh, what we're going to do right now on the Colleen and Bradley show. Nailing it. Nailing it. Crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Florida. Sometimes in that place like... like Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, fun. We're going to Spirit Lake, Arkansas, where we're going to meet a guy named Benjamin, who was arrested on Sunday. Okay, hi, Benjamin. Hi, Benjamin. Uh, So Benjamin was arrested, and he was arrested for some not crazy, stupid idiot things. He was arrested while driving under the influence, possession of a controlled substance, possession of drug paraphernalia, you know, just kind of average run-of-the-mill criminal activity (laughs) now i want to let you know that benjamin when he was found in his vehicle Mm -hmm. in his ford explorer uh this little uh, nugget of information he was found slumped over in the driver's seat with his pants down around his thighs oh Uh oh he had bloodshot watery eyes and slurred speech Uh, okay yeah he kind of knew where he was he's like maybe i'm around spotlight I don't, I don't know. Like he thought he kind of knew where he was, so okay. he had his wits about him. But so, his, he didn't have his pants about him. No, they he, were about his ankles. Well, there, no, just his thighs. Oh, his thighs. Yeah, so he was mostly covered, but he just had to get access. <laughs> okay, access. <laughs> yeah, but that has nothing to do with why Benjamin is a crazy, stupid idiot. Oh, okay. Because right. the reason that Benjamin is a crazy, stupid idiot is because when Benjamin, he was arrested for all of this, he was put in his patrol vehicle. The police officer went to search Benjamin's car. But when the police officer came back to his patrol vehicle, he had found that Benjamin decided to help himself to something in the car. Would you like to guess what he was helping himself to? A box of donuts? hey No. Grant? Oh, uh, the only thing I can think of is, the, you know, computer access to the database the cops have in the car. Oh, no, know. Benjamin wasn't that clever. Uh. I mean, he, he may have had access to his joystick, but he didn't have <laughs> access to the computer in the patrol Hell. car. No, hey. No, Benjamin decided to crack open the deputy's can of Mountain Dew. Oh. And take a refreshing what? citrus soda break. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. He just was like, I have this Mountain Dew. This looks good. I that I'm just gonna have it here. That is so weird. Isn't it weird? Like there is clearly more to this story that yeah. we're not. Uh yeah. So in addition to all of those charges that I told you before, Benjamin was also uh, cited for drinking the can of Mountain Dew in the oh, deputy's that's car. That's like a thing. <laughs> So that's Illegal consumption of a law enforcement officer's carbonated beverage. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That'll get you five years. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. You'd think at that point you'd just be like, oh, I'll have the dumb 
saying you're going to get arrested for all this other stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, you, your you, pants around your thighs. Yeah, and you're driving under the influence and your drug paraphernalia and your drug possession. I mean, might as well just add the cherry on top with a can of classic Mountain Dew. Question. Yes. Now, I've never been in a cop car. Do you have access to the front of the car from the back of the cop car? I have not been. I guess it just depends on the cop car. I guess, yeah. You would think you wouldn't be able to reach. Yeah, generally you think of like there being some sort of barrier between the back seat and the front seat, right? Yeah. You would think. But apparently not with this one. Unless the officer had left a six-pack of Mountain Dew in the back. And if he did, then that's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. True. True, because how do you know it's not like a welcome experience? Like, Oh, it's like the back of an I'm Uber. I'm sorry. <laughs> a police car, but enjoy this nice beverage on your way to jail. Please rate us five stars. <laughs> and here's a little hand wipe. Yeah. So that we, you can stay sanitized. You can clean up after yourself, honey. Why don't you? Oh, oh that's Benjamin. Okay. Where was that again, Holly? That was in Arkansas. That's right, Arkansas. Yeah. I was going to take you to the Philippines, but I found a much better story Ooh. in Ohio. So Ooh. we're not going far at all. And it's totally worth every moment, only because it's Friday. And uh, I know you're going to love this story. I, really, Holly, I I got this story for you. Great. I want to tell you about a 70-year-old Ohio man who told cops something uh, recently when he confessed to repeatedly doing something that was illegal. Mm-hmm. Now, he is a septuagenarian, 70 years old, as I said, and he had a grudge against one of his neighbors. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had a grudge against one of his neighbor, uh, neighbors. And now this is in Greenville, Greenville, uh, which is a western Ohio city. And apparently investigators say that... Um, a guy by the name of Matthew Guyette called 911 after spotting a man doing something near a privet hedge outside of the home that he shares with his husband. So it was he and his husband live in this house, and they spotted this 70-year-old guy by the hedge. And that's when they called police. Would you like to guess what he'd done near the privet hedge? Well, I feel like, Bradley, because you said that you brought us this story, this crazy, stupid idiot... <laughs> Just for me, I feel like he was beating around the bush or possibly into it. <laughs> no, this actually is your other favorite experience. He wasn't beating around the bush. Oh, no. He was uh, dropping the kids off in the bush. <laughs> yep. Surprise! Hey. Yep. It turns out investigators say um, that Matthew spotted a man squatting down. No. Nope. <laughs> relieving himself near uh, the hedge outside of his home. He apparently confronted the guy like, hey, why are you going doo-doo on my front lawn? I already fertilized this spring. Yeah. I don't need your help. Based on a description provided by uh, Mr. Guyette, police subsequently identified Mr. Dietrich, that is Jerry Dietrich, the 70-year-old man, a retired high school teacher, as the suspect in a pre-dawn pooping. Oh, Jer. That yeah. Jer. I feel like maybe he was uh, releasing some pent-up frustration. <laughs> Apparently. Now, when you get to the story of like what the frustrations... I love this idea. There's This is a genre of crazy, stupid idiot. Frustration pooping or like revenge doo-doo. But then it leads to the ultimate question, which I don't think we've ever really answered on this show. 
Is that how do you do that on command? Thank you. Like, is it just the the pent up rage inside all of these crazy, stupid idiots where you just you, you've it's been stirring up for days and then finally you just you're just like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I mean, one wonders. But I will say there's a certain talent in this behavior, right? Because mm-hmm. you and I and I think the three of us walking down the street, probably unless there was an emergency experience, which is totally understandable. Right. Like you can imagine a a time when you were forced to run behind a bush and Mm -hmm. relieve yourself because of a, you know, I don't know, you know, a bad, uh, a bad uh, words are hard. You're on a long long distance run and you're on (laughs) yes, long distance run or like a poor food choice. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, you could understand that. Mm -hmm. But like I'm at, you know, 842 in the morning. I'm going (laughs) to walk over here and go to the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we could do that. No. No, because I would say that the norm and I'm making a, a assumption here is that most people are rather shy and bashful yeah. about that kind of behavior. Yeah. You know, to the point where it's like when you're in a work environment, you have a secret place where you go and you don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. You keep it discreet. But Jer here <laughs> is just like letting it out. Jer. This is now do you want to guess what led him to doo doo? Is it something about like landscaping or property boundaries uh, or something really just petty? Was it, were they dog? Did they have a dog that was doing something in his neck of the woods? No, you no? guys are thinking very thoughtfully about this. Just think about what most people like to yell at each other about these days. Politics. Oh, come on. He had a sign. They had a sign that they didn't agree with. No, the, he didn't uh, have no? a sign. But when cops uh, asked him and it turns out he didn't, he wasn't just a one time uh, he had done this multiple times. He oh. had done number one and number two uh, mm. at various points along their property line. Uh-oh. Um, and he, yeah, multiple times. He admitted to doing this because he said that um, the guy and his spouse are, quote, Democrats and support. Well, I won't go on, but you can imagine the rest <laughs> goes from there. I think I know where Jerry stands. You think? <laughs> in yeah. the bush? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, or on the bush. On the mm-hmm. bush. Um, the patrolman noted, this statement leads me to believe this incident is politically motivated. Thank you for your thoughtful no analysis. <laughs> yeah. Sherlock. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, now, here's the thing that's interesting. Mr. Dietrich has been cited for littering. Does that seem fair? Like, I feel like you could, is there not like a specific, the guy got arrested for drinking a pop. I wouldn't quite call that littering. Did he bring toilet paper? Maybe. And just kind of. Well, because littering seems so, you know, I littered. Pedestrian. But is it, wouldn't that be the charge perhaps if you left your dog duty in the park? You would be cited, you would get a littering citation? I don't know. So I guess the same thing. (sighs) You're leaving something somewhere. You're not supposed to leave it. Yeah. Concept of littering, right? Yeah. I, I, I just, I love the idea that you are so just frustrated at somebody's <laughs> perceived political choices that you were going to poop on their front lawn. <laughs> never in my right mind. Okay. No, no. never. Uh, Holly, you got one more story for us? Yeah, we got a quickie and we're going to the UK. We're going to Aylesbury. <laughs> we're going to Aylesbury where a 25-year-old man from London was... Uh, arrested on suspicion of being concerned in the supply of drugs. Apparently, the Aylesbury police were in short pursuit of this guy. We don't know his name. 
But uh, he decided after this pursuit, he ran away from the police and decided to hide for them because, you know, he was like, I've, I've got this. I am concerned. Run away, run away. I am concerned in the supply of drugs and the police are after me. I'm going to run away and I'm going to hide in this building. Okay. That doesn't seem unusual. That's not unusual, but it's the building that this man decided to hide in that makes him a crazy, stupid idiot. Was it a sewer? No. Okay. Um, it was a building. It was a building. Oh. It was a morgue. No, it wasn't a morgue either. Oh. This guy decided to hide in the Aylesbury police station. Uh, yeah. What? He ran away, but he ran, he ran into the police station. To the police station because to he's, hide he's from to hide from police. Okay, how okay, did that work honey? out for him? Well, uh, the Aylesbury police say once uh, he was arrested that a number of... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Small items were thrown. They had to close access to the station. They recovered him and then he was charged. And they probably just kept him right there. Yeah, they were like, honey, building. you're set to go. They're like, uh, it's going to be a short walk down a long pier. To the jail cell. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Aylesbury. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, ooh, I think we're going to do a throwback live at 2.45. And we're going to have a very special guest to do it with us. Come yeah. back. Join us right here on My Talk 107.1.